Welcome to ACNL in Action, brought to you by the Association of California Nurse Leaders. I'm your host, Charlene Platon. Our guests today are Kay Kennedy and Susan Campus, co-authors of the book, Human-Centered Leadership in Healthcare, Evolution of a Revolution. The book encourages leaders to focus on self-care and mindfulness as a way of improving their ability to care for patients and staff. Kay and Susan are both nurses who have held leadership positions in healthcare organizations, in addition to performing research on human-centered leadership. Together, they run U Leadership, a leadership development company that hosts workshops and other services to help nurses grow as leaders. Thank you so much, Kay and Susan, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. We're so excited to have you on, and there's a lot to dive into, so let's get started. And I wanted to first learn a little bit more about your background and how did you all meet together and how did you all start working together? Oh, I really love to tell this story, Charlene. Um, Kay and Lucy and I have been nurses. Um, gosh, I think we one time added up how many years together we had been nurses. This is close to 100 that we have uh, <laughs> wow. been nurses. Um, Amazing. We came together. Um, back in 2019, actually, Kay and I had worked at two organizations together, and Kay and Lucy had worked at an organization together. And in 2019, we came together um, really because Kay thought that we had a lot in common. Um, we were nurses, we were in leadership roles, we had similar leadership styles, and we just thought we could be friends, which we ended up, of course, becoming. Um, and we met at Panera Bread for coffee, and we started oh, a staple. <laughs> I know, our most favorite place ever. But um, we started talking about um, our careers and our passion for nursing. Um, we talked about our success stories, and we talked about. Um, things that we loved. And then our conversation sort of started to take a little bit of a, a turn. And we talked about some of our frustrations and we talked about our exhaustion and we sort of were very vulnerable and honest with each other and uh, talked a little bit about our burnout. But we have this unique passion for nursing and we began to talk about the future of nursing and um, our concerns for the future, especially our younger nurses and hoping that they're getting the skills they need to be successful because healthcare has become so complex and so chaotic. And um, so from there, we, we talked about, you know, we took our experiences and, and what I'm going to call our wisdom and um, decided to do some research based on leadership and because um, we all realized how important leadership is um, for the success of anyone to have a to have a good strong leader, and that's where it really all began at, at Panera Bread over a cup of coffee and just some honest, transparent, very vulnerable dialogue, and um, it just it just went from there. I love that. And and at first, I just have to say shout out to Panera Bread, because I know that it's, it's where a lot of nurses meet together and a lot of great things happen. So really awesome to see that you all met on that way. And it sounds pretty organic, too. And just the, the different ways that you're all connecting and the different levels of that connection. 
and uh, love to hear about um, how you all wanted to work together too to see how leadership could be improved. What inspired you to work on this book? And I do want to say too, I love the title, Evolution of a Revolution. That's amazing. So yeah, let, let us know more about what inspired you to work on the book. Thanks, Charlene. Well, we, um, to between meeting at Panera Bread and writing a book, we uh, did some qualitative research. Uh, we met with nurses from the bedside leadership position to the CNO leadership position, asking them about the type of leader that they would follow to the ends of the earth. Because we feel like the the leader in healthcare is a specific type of leader because healthcare is not like any other business. And um, so in that research, we asked people to describe that leader they would follow to the ends of the earth. And we also asked them to describe a leader that had made them want to leave a position or even the profession. And we uh, got so much dialogue going with these different focus groups. But what was so interesting is that the leader that people really wanted in healthcare, the description was the same, whether the nurse was at the bedside or at the CNO position. So we decided that we wanted to really uh, work with that. And we used a qualitative approach called constructivist grounded theory to develop a theory about the leader in healthcare that's successful. And we decided to call that leader the human-centered leader because that was really the best descriptor of all of the different dimensions and attributes that came out as we did this study. And we, we were, you know, it was our first book. So uh, we had to kind of nudge each other along, but we decided that we wanted to get this out to the world because we felt like we had a name for something that we all knew in our hearts, but didn't have a name for yet. And we wanted to get that out to to leaders and nurses. So, so that's kind of how we got started. And we wanted to make sure that it was a book that could be used in practice and also could be used in different um, academic programs. That's great. I can't wait to dive into that. And I think it's really interesting how a lot of the interview answers ended up being very similar in that regard. And I think there's a lot of similar uh, similarities with that across industries too, in terms of what makes a good leader. So very exciting that you all shared that, you all published that information. And, you know, speaking of the human-centered leadership model, can you explain the basic idea behind the human-centered leadership model? And how does that differ from traditional leadership models in healthcare? Well, I think we all have a good idea of what traditional leadership is and have probably worked in organizations that were um heavily seeped in traditional leadership, the leaders at the top, communication flows from the top to the bottom. And um, typically the leader gets the credit when uh, the organization hits the metrics. So uh, that's basically traditional leadership. And human-centered leadership, uh, in contrast, is really based on uh, complexity science and the, um, the science of caring. 
So with human-centered leadership, the leader is embedded in the system rather than above the system. And the communication is collateral, meaning we're thinking outside the box and being creative and innovative together uh, using our different perspectives. And the leader, the folks that really are recognized as the experts and the innovators are those at the point of care. So it's, it's pretty different from traditional leadership, but it's all about uh, the whole theory can kind of be summed up with our tagline, which is it starts with you, but it's not about you. So it starts with you in taking care of yourself as a leader, but it's not about you in that you lead with an outward focus, with a relational approach. And then we believe that you get the culture of excellence, trust, caring, and well-being through this uh, combination of care for self and a relational approach. And um, that's where the results come from. So results through relationships. That's great. And I I think that many of the listeners of this podcast could could really relate to that experience with traditional leadership models, right? And maybe not having the experience with other types of leadership. And you mentioned earlier that you all connected through, you know, your burnout, um, talked about the importance of self-care. And now you mentioned that in your book too, the importance of self-care and mindfulness. And how can nurse leaders effectively integrate self-care practices into their busy schedules? And how does that contribute to better leadership and patient care? Uh, well, I absolutely love that question. Um, going back to Kay and Lucy and I, we all identified as servant leaders um, throughout our whole career. And we had just come to a point where we had sort of served ourselves right into burnout. And I think that that's what makes the human-centered leader really unique and that we start with the leader. We start with the leader themselves. And um, it's learning to understand that if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not nurturing yourself, um, if you're not working to be the best possible person that you can be, you're going to be ineffective in taking care of anyone else. And so we really do put a focus on well-being and that multidimensional subjective way to look at life and art, the joy that's in our life. Um, we look at self-awareness and knowing that that's a daily journey on this road to, to becoming self-aware. Um, the human-centered leader knows that they're human and that they're going to have some flaws, their imperfections, but they're open to hear about those imperfections and to work on them in order to be the best possible person that they can be. We talk about self-nurturing, not self-care so much because sometimes people think self-care means uh, going to get a mani-pedi or a massage. And even though that's a wonderful way to to treat yourself, that's not really what we're talking about. We're really talking about nurturing our body and our, our mind and our spirit. Um, and we talk about self-compassion. And then we do talk about mindfulness. And mindfulness in the sense that you can't ruminate over the past because the past is done. You can learn from the past 
and you can plan for the future, but it's really being present in the moment that is what's important. And you ask how can busy nurse leaders fit this into their their life? Um, and I'm going to have to be honest and say it's going to be a, a mind. It's going to be a paradigm shift. It's going to be a new mindset. Um, I think we need to get the language out there of well-being and mindfulness and self-compassion. I need to, we need to start talking that language. And the human-centered leader, this first dimension, has a language of its own, this dimension of self, and that is I matter. And when we can really embrace that we matter, we matter as a human being, and the fact that we, when we embrace that, then we are able, better able to to lead others in a more effective and caring and kind and respectful way. Um, so it's a great question, and it's exciting to think how this is going to unfold in the future because we can't go back to the way we've done things in the past. So um, it's time to, to do that shift in our mindset and realize that we we matter. Yes, and I think that we as nurses can often resonate with the need for nursing nurses in clinical positions to take care of themselves before they take care of others. And when we think about leaders, though, we don't always think about leaders in the same way, having to have leaders um, think about themselves, too, and how to have this self-nurturing, how to have this um, self-compassion, because there is a similar effect there when leaders um, aren't taking care of themselves, because how can they support their staff when they don't take care of themselves? So I really love that you all integrate that into your book. And the book also discusses the roles of the awakener, the connector, and the upholder. And for our listeners, could you elaborate on these roles and their importance? Sure. Um, these are the outward-facing, uh, relational-leading uh, uh, dimensions of the human-centered leader. So the awakener is that part of a leader that truly wants to develop the individuals on the team. And we say that the awakener has the mindset of looking for excellence inside of each team member, sort of like how Michelangelo, when he was carving the David, he said he saw the angel in the marble and he carved away until he could set the angel free. It's that mindset that there's excellence there. And as a leader, you have to smooth the rough edges and try to bring that excellence forward. And one way that we describe the, the work, the behavior, the attributes of the awakener is we say that the behavior or even the language of uh, someone who is acting in this way as an awakener would be to tell people, I believe in you. And when you believe in someone and when you know someone believes in you, it it makes all the difference in your growth and uh, in the way you think of yourself as well. So the um, that's the awakener sort of has some elements of servant leadership there in that um, dimension. And then the, the connector, the connector is all about bringing the team together uh, under the mission, vision, values to make sure the team is aligned 
and works towards that healthy work environment and creating a culture of trust. And the connectors, the way that uh, that you learn to think is as a leader, you don't have to have all the answers because you work with a team of experts who have the answers. They know the problems and the solutions. And the, the language of the connector is, I trust you. And it's very freeing for a team to know that they're trusted because then they're, they're willing to um, really be engaged and invested in what they're, what they're doing. And uh, it's just, uh, it's wonderful to see that in action. The last uh, dimension is that of the upholder. And the upholder is um, really focused on those relationships with the individual team members. We know that that nurses want to have a relationship with their leader. And the upholder really uh, is all about belonging and um, the language that the the upholder uses is, I see you which means I accept you. So that's kind of the whole uh, outward facing part of the human centered leader and the cultures that result are well-being, um, excellence, trust, and caring. And that's where our outcomes come from is from these cultures. That's great. Thank you for the explanation. And you, you're right in that um, earlier you mentioned that this type of model is a huge paradigm shift from what nurses have known historically from their nursing schools, from their residency, from their training, uh, from grad school as well. So this will require a, a change in mindset. But you're right that all of these different all these different roles, they all relate to uh, themes and cultures that we've seen time and time again from what what nurses are wanting and and needing in their role for support. Really, that trust and connection piece. Exactly. We just, um, we keep reminding the the folks that we talk with is that this was the voice of nursing. This is what nurses want in a leader. And I think it's just that healthcare is such a relational industry. It's just all about people. And so it requires um a bigger focus on relationships in order to get the results that we're all seeking in healthcare. Right, exactly. A lot of this reminds me too of um, of a lot of nurses wanting that safe space, really, to to come to their leader to be able to share their concerns, be able to work with them to come up with solutions. So I think exactly. that's great, and just to be engaged in those. Um, in solving problems and and coming up with solutions, being able to be creative and innovative. Yes, and I also love that component too of belonging, you know, inclusion, because that is so important. And, you know, we don't really learn about that in nursing school, how important all those different components are. I know that that belonging is such a big piece of why someone might choose to stay with their current leader or current team. You know, if you don't feel like you're included, it could be a really hard, it could be really hard to just integrate with that team and to to do your work effectively. Exactly. One thing that 
the, the outward aspects of hu- the human-centered leader um, really understand that we're all different, we're all unique, thank goodness we're not all the same, and that we have different strengths, and the human-centered leader really values and appreciates those different strengths and you know encourages those strengths to be brought to the table. And that, in and of itself, helps with the, that feeling of belonging and inclusion. So it is that ability to have relationships with with people to and to value who they are and where they're at. You know, meeting them where they are is is really a valuable attribute as well. Absolutely. And I I do love what you're all saying here about this model. And I think it'd be great to share with our listeners about how they can go about with the implementation of a model like this and what are some practical steps and strategies that nurse leaders throughout the leadership spectrum can take to begin implementing the human-centered leadership model? Well, um, I think maybe Susan and I'll both jump in on this one, but I think one way is to think about that leader you would follow to the ends of the earth and think about how that leader impacted you. And that right there will give you a a pretty good picture of what a human-centered leader is all about. We do have an assessment where you can um, answer, I think it's 20 questions about the different dimensions and you can learn um, which dimension you are naturally inclined towards. And then you'll also be able to see which dimensions you need to further develop within yourself. And uh, so that would, I think both of those steps would kind of be a good place to start. Um, What do you think, Susan? Well, I think um, just having been a leader for so many years, I think leadership is really a way of being. Um, it's, it's not, you know, human-centered leadership. We don't necessarily talk about how to, how to hire and staff and do a budget. It's really more developing those, what do they say? The soft skills are now the new hard skills, which is that, you know, kindness and respect. And it is relational. It's relationship-based, but the relationship starts with you. It's the relationship you have with yourself and the relationship that you have with yourself is able to be reflected in the relationship that you have with others. So it's a daily journey and it's a mindset. It really is um, a mindset of, of growth and gratitude and caring and kindness and compassion and empathy. It's all of those things. Um, we've just managed to put it into a framework um, and I always like to tell people it's not rocket science. <laughs> it's those concepts that we are aware of and that we as nurses embrace. Um, but we've just put it into a model that people have really resonated with. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we find that the nurse leaders who are the closest to the point of care, they have the opportunity to be the most influential in the lives of those nurses and in the care of those patients. And oftentimes um, they are, you know, so busy with learning all the managerial skills, but the leadership skills 
are just as important and maybe even more so because that's what where the actual outcomes come from is from the leaders uh, skills that impact the culture through relationships. So both are important, but we just really have to make we really have to recognize the significance of that nurse manager or assistant nurse manager, clinical coordinator, all of those leaders who are close to the bedside because um, they truly can have a large, significant impact uh, through a relational approach. Right, absolutely. And this this all reminds me too of research that Google had done in terms of identifying the top skills of their managers. And most of those, you know, top 10 skills were found to be soft skills, a lot very similar to what you all had shared in terms of being uh, being equipped and adept at having that emotional connection and being able to identify and understand the needs of your team and and really connecting with them. And and really being aware of that too, even among yourself, you know, that, that awareness is so important. Exactly. We talk about human centered communication, uh, emotional intelligence and cultural intelligence, which is sort of emotional intelligence with a, a kick up a, uh, a level maybe. And, um, we also, we like the idea of, um, just, creating more than competence, but capability where you take into consideration the full um, ability of someone once they tap into their engagement and creativity and innovation and that collateral thinking um, and what can come from that. We like to use appreciative inquiry as one method to really demonstrate what can happen when those closest to the care are fully engaged. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I'm curious, what are some key strategies for identifying and for nurturing individuals within the healthcare workforce who have that potential to become effective human-centered leaders? I really think it's just, it's recognizing that Leaders, uh, new leaders in particular, need a lens to um, look through when they think of their leadership. And uh, those nurses, those leaders who are new and close to the bedside, I think they all are open and want to have a lens to uh, view their leadership. And we just want to be able to give them this so that um, they can start out as leaders from the beginning and rather than learning it over time, um, years and years, they can start with a conceptual framework to view their, their leadership and their relationship with those that they're leading. Yeah, absolutely. Just similar to competency that you might see for technical skills. This is this is a great competency yeah, for, for leaders. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Love and, that. Yeah. And I I really love that idea um, as a nurse leader myself. I think that'd be wonderful to add to to leadership um curriculum and um in general to leadership orientation. And can you share some examples too or um case studies from your book that 
highlight some of the transformational impacts of human-centered leadership um, that you've seen on healthcare organizations and the people that they serve, um, including both staff and patients? Well, I have to say that one of my favorite examples was a hospital that we worked in, worked with in Louisiana. And this was with a group of fairly new leaders across the board. And they um, wanted to bring in human-centered leadership to their organization. And um, we met with this group of leaders and we wanted to, to have something to measure. And so we um, took the uh, American Association of Critical Care Nurses Healthy Work Environment Survey, and we provided that survey to all of the, the um, direct reports of these leaders um, before we ever introduced human-centered leadership in healthcare. So we took that survey and then we worked with this, this really phenomenal group of nurse leaders for several months and introduced them to human-centered leadership and, and provided them with some tools. And um, then at the end of our time, we did a second survey of the healthy work environment. Um, and we were really, I think, so pleasantly surprised because all of the units improved. And in fact, three or four oh, wow. third unit, the labor and delivery unit, the ED, they all improved in four in between four and six different standards of the healthy work environment. But what was even more surprising was this was in 2021. So we weren't quite finished with COVID having spikes, um, you know, every couple of months. And, um, but yet the, the perception of, of what a healthy work environment was had changed for the positive. And so we sat back and kind of scratched our heads and said, you know, what, what happened here? And we really kind of narrowed it down to, um, you know, kind of focusing on being honest and authentic and vulnerable in your communication. And even the one standard in the healthy work environment is that of staffing. And, um, in four of the units that we we um, measured the healthy work environment, the, the the standard of staffing went up, even though we don't think during that time that staffing really went up or, or felt better. But I think it was the wow. ability to communicate um, and be transparent and gave that sense of trust and belonging and inclusion. Um, and caring to that team. And that is what sort of changed that culture and um, that perception of the healthy work environment. So it was really one of, I think, the highlights um, that we've experienced, knowing that um, it really did affect that organization. And we were, we were so happy that it did. Kay, do you have anything more to add to that story? You know, the only thing I can think of was we were absolutely thrilled that Right after all of this occurred, Joint Commission came for their uh, triannual triannual um, survey, and that they got a special call out from the uh, reviewer who said that um, they were so impressed with the collaboration and the trust among the team of leaders. 
And mm-hmm. we were thrilled with that because they were all new leaders. But that just seemed to be sort of um, kind of a subjective uh but very meaningful um, compliment based on just their their working together, learning together and growing together. And the CEO of that organization participated in um, our program as well, which we think that had a significant impact to have the leaders from the um, head position from the top, the CEO, uh, all the way through involved in um, human-centered leadership. Wow, those are incredible results. Congratulations to you all. That's that is amazing to see in that um, in that example. And I know that that's just one story of I'm sure many of similar stories and and outcomes that you've seen within the implementation of this model. And I, I also just want to um, say, I, I know our conversations time is almost up, which, you know, I feel like we could talk about this for hours and hours. Uh, I just wanted to open the floor to see if you all had any final comments to share with our listeners. I would say one thing is that we are expecting to be at the conference uh, for ACNL next year. And we're so looking forward to meeting the leaders in California uh, next year. And um, we're super passionate about human-centered leadership and healthcare simply because we think that it, um, it really speaks to our nurse leaders and it creates a way for them to be fulfilled in their, in their work. And we really want healthcare to be a healthier place to work. Susan? Well, and I'm just going to mention one of our favorite quotes by Victor Hugo that says, there's nothing more powerful than an idea that's time has come. And we really, really believe with our hearts and our souls that this um, idea of human-centered leadership is an idea that's time has come. The time is now. And so we You know, we want to work with others and getting this message out there um, and hopefully change the world. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yes, absolutely. Thank you both so much. And we're so excited to see you at the conference next year. So for those uh, who are listening, please be sure to visit us at the conference. And our guests today were Kay Kennedy and Susan Campus co-authors of the book, Human-Centered Leadership in Healthcare, Evolution of a Revolution. We'd love to hear your feedback. Email us at socialmedia at acnl.org and connect with us on LinkedIn and Facebook at ACNL Nurse. And as always, if you like the show, please remember to rate, review, and share. ACNL in Action is presented by the Association of California Nurse Leaders with new episodes on the first Friday of every month. To learn more about the show or ACNL in general, please visit us at acnl.org. Thank you for listening.